Welcome to the Party of Two podcast. I am the internet's Andrea Donica. And I'm the internet's Mark B. Donica. I'm... We're sad. I'm I'm incredibly sad. Uh, I don't want to be a downer, but uh, this episode is special and <laughs> well, painful. Let's, well, let's treat it like an Irish memorial where we talk about the best moments. And and honestly, um, in in terms of just getting into it, this wasn't what we were going to talk about for this most recent episode, but there's too much attached to it. It was announced recently, officially, and then Conspic- quietly conspicuously deleted mm-hmm. by uh, Universal Hollywood that the animal actors and special effects show stage shows and stages were going to be cleared for quote setting the stage for the next chapter in its development and as a result uh, these shows are going to be closing January 8th 2023 now this is the worst it's the worst because Animal Actors has been a linchpin at the studio since 1970. Mm-hmm. It's gotten a couple of new names. Sure. There was Animal Planet Live at one point, well, I it remember. Was Animal Actors School Stage mm-hmm. was what it was for 30 years. Yeah. And then Animal Planet Live for six. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it reverted to, well, not reverted, but then it became Universal's Animal Actors in 2007, mm-hmm. uh, which is the name that the show's been running uh, as un- up up until now. And then the special effects stages has been running since 1975, starting as uh, The Land of a Thousand Faces, The Castle Dracula live show, and then... Dear God, um, <laughs> Adventures of Conan, A Sword and Sorcery Spectacular, Beetlejuice, Rock and Roll, Graveyard Review, Spider-Man Rocks, Fear Factor Live, and Creature from the Black Lagoon, the musical, until um, Transformers the Ride took its spot, took took where the special effects stage originally was, and right. now they use the castle space for it. And uh, keeping in mind, too, that the special effects show, while the... Uh the other spectaculars, quote unquote, were going. They moved down to the lower lot um, where Transformers is now. And then, you know, it's moved around, but it has been a continuous thing. And ultimately, we're going to be talking about sort of like the lasting effect of specifically the special effects show and specifically animal actors. Yes. But you bring up a very good point. As changes at the park happen, these shows don't go away. They, they move. move. And um, we'll start with the special effects stage. And and I, there's very little at Universal Hollywood that still has to do with movie making. Yeah. And to be fair, it's become super accessible to find out so much of how they do this. And sure. honestly, I think that we have hit a new level of interaction and experience where a new show can be designed around like a volume yeah, to, to literally put you in some of your favorite universal movies of all time. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot that can be done to modify and update to make a new special effects show and the the one in its current stage where it's mocap, chroma key, stop motion, the like, werewolf. The werewolf <laughs> like to have so then you update the werewolf to be what the more modern animatronics and creature costumes yeah. are. It I feel like this is a super easy way easy show to update and Absolutely. maintain and keep because if there's a if there is a park of the universal brand that needs to keep the production side alive it's the hollywood one yep in my opinion for all of them but especially for hollywood it's just it is ingrained it is the fabric it is where all of it came from and it all started it's important. with a tour. And the tour will never go away. <laughs> yeah. And they'll add as many bells and whistles to that as they think they need to. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, those are the those are the ones that make Universal Hollywood such a unique experience. Yeah. Because it's all real. You're looking at you're 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 seeing people that work with folks 
that work in the motion picture industry. It makes you f- and as people that have cursory experience mm-hmm. being in and around production, it's cool to see. It's fun, it's educational, it's inspirational. Absolutely. And there's still even with all of the behind the scenes features that you can find through streaming services or if you do buy Blu-rays for certain shows or movies that you enjoy, there there's still nothing quite like physically walking onto a set or having somebody that is actually a part of a production show you in person what it's like or the processes that they go through to make that cinematic magic. Or to involve you. Yes. But the thing that's going to make this episode a little bit different than before is, Andrea, you actually have experience working at with these attractions. Yes, yes, I do. I was in show control back in college for one summer, and uh, it, it was a lot. I worked, I worked every single show in Universal Studios Hollywood for that time, and uh, I'm, you can say I'm quite emotionally attached to these two shows, uh, especially Animal Actors. It was one of my favorite shows to work. But uh, even with the special effects show, for example, back before I was even working there, one of my favorite theme park memories ever as a kid was back when I was doing the tour for special effects. I think I had uh, one of my relatives with me. He was visiting for the summer and we're walking through And at that time, they were doing uh, a special green screen effect, but they were doing stuff with Back to the Future. And they were looking for essentially like a little boy and a little girl that could, that were small enough to fit inside of a mini DeLorean, essentially. They would get like a, a big, strong person to basically lift us up within the DeLorean and and move it around in front of a green screen. And they looked for a little boy and a little girl. Whenever there was audience participation stuff and I was a kid and I really wanted to do it, I could make myself the most <laughs> noisy kid in the world to get uh, attention. Uh, I I could scream at the highest pitch more than anybody else. So sometimes that worked in my favor. Um, and I remember being brought up on stage and the little boy was brought up. We were around the same age. I'd say maybe like 12, 10 to 12 years of age. And the hostess on the stage, she's asking the little boy, do you have a girlfriend? And he's shaking his head. She's not asking me any questions, but instead I'm... Uh, my stage presence was coming in very strong and I was uh, making disgusted faces and getting the audience in stitches before I was really doing anything yet. And It started that young, huh? Yeah, it really <laughs> did. I mean, I was in my element and then once they put us into the DeLorean, my direction was to scream. Oh, so no. I had already been... Uh, I had already called plenty of attention to myself for screaming. So not only was I screaming, but I would time it perfectly to look at the camera mm-hmm. for the shots that they were doing. And Spiking the lens. I really, I did it. You I already did, it. did your vocal warm-ups. Mm-hmm. Amazing. It, it was great. Uh, I got really strong reactions from the audience. And, uh, I it was so say, much I got fun. strong reviews. I was in Variety the next morning. Oh, man. I mean, I would have been. I would have been. <laughs> I was a star back then. See? A star. I, truly. But then you think about how many, how many shows a day. Does the special effects stage have four to six, maybe? Um, oh, I mean, at well, ju- no, I, well, no, because like they load the new room every so many minutes. So eight. So it oh, it, it's way more than that. Well, I, it's I mean, constant. the modern the modern special effects oh, show. Oh gosh, yeah, no, that's that's it, about it's four to very, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's weird to think about it that way because back then, from my experience as a kid and also when I was working it 
it was down on the lower lot, mm-hmm. not on the upper lot where it is now. And that was moving guests from one room to the next. So every single part of the show had to be timed a certain way. And now, because it is in one theater, hmm, they probably are doing, like I would say, four to six shows a day. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So like... Does does that have an effect on people? So so that that's another thing in terms of both of these shows. These are people eaters. Mm-hmm. These are places where people can relax and take in something, and and the capacity at Universal has. One might argue that the Starway has always had more capacity <laughs> than most of the rides at the show. Oh yeah, hue and all. So to eliminate. The amount of people that can physically be in this without... I just... I don't... I None of this makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I, the, I... I never went to the earlier special effects stages. Or if I do, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do remember going to the most recent version back when it first opened up. 2006 and beyond. Um, I do, or 2009 and beyond. Uh, I also remember Fear Factor Live. Oh, Fear uh, Factor! That was that was when when we like really started going a lot. Yeah, and Fear Factor was what I would work at the location that the special effects stages show is now. The the Castle Theater. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, and like, there's a <laughs> lot. There's a lot of history that is going away with this particular venue yeah and, oh my gosh universal has has never really been one to shy away from replacing stuff yeah Th- this might be the biggest like actual building demo since potter yeah yeah i would agree with that it's it's gonna be front and center upper lot you should be able to see all of this from entrance from city walk from anywhere really as opposed to you know losing backdraft that was lower lot and you really had to kind of look for it um and potter we lost what the the splash zone the the no 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 no. we lost flintstones game area that's right that's right goodness gracious um (laughs) back in the day oh i'm having weird flashbacks of all of the the game area and me almost working that area (laughs) Um, oh my gosh yeah yeah, i almost did um (laughs) but you know we we brushed on ways that they could update this and special effects are always changing and if there's any sort of an indication that um that special effects are are still in i mean it's it's one of the most worked fields because it's one of the it's one of the most in-demand jobs Yes. In in the the entertainment industry. And look no further than like the Corridor Digital, Corridor Crew Mm -hmm. channel where they look and analyze special effects every week and it gets hundreds of thousands, millions of views. And and figuring out a way to captivate, cultivate, that's the word, both. both. Captivate and cultivate more people it's it's so much different being able to go and see something and be totally taken by it and and even just looking at sets looking at show cars looking at the fields of props like the 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 studio tour while it's gotten more and more gimmicky it you know arguably it's been gimmicky the whole time but uh there there's still a lot that can inspire the next generation of hollywood and and i think because of how samey i guess like the script the script stays the same but depending on who you get as your volunteers for both this and for animal actors it can change the show but i do feel like this most recent version of the special effects stage was kind of like a greatest hits and still and was like getting outdated and and could have used a refresh back in like yeah. 2010 let alone and I know it had just debuted <laughs> but like this is something where more so than changing what movie you chroma key into the green screen footage uh I I would I would hope that this is something that can be updated and maybe use less space maybe go back to the continuous cue 
thing. I, I think the moving between different rooms and looking at different facets of movie making and, and television show making was really effective. You know, I, I loved how one room would focus on uh, makeup mm -hmm. or, uh, oh, like Universal has a lot of history with horror, for example. And then, you know, the, the gimmick of showing like, oh, how is this person like gushing blood uh -huh. and, you know, they don't have a scratch and, and showing how that's done and being able to be like selected from the audience to come up and experience that and feel that and see that you can make as many behind the scenes documentaries as possible. And I love them all. But to physically be there, especially when you are going to one of these sparks, especially Universal Studios Hollywood, this is history. This is filmmaking history. It, it is very important. And it's really exciting to be there. And it does inspire and create the next generation of entertainment, of technical knowledge and know-how. I mean... As much as technology updates, entertainment will always follow suit because they always want the best tech available, whether it be for cameras, whether it be for CGI. There's so Some many big, things. Just even processing power. Yeah. Like I, I, going through and, and trying to up my game when it comes to visual effects and, and stuff like that, I, I've learned so much about people and developers like brute forcing their way to make like the the T1000 in in T2 is so mind bending to think of like or or even just like how Tron was made and how much work and and how that is being applied to if if you can if you can dream it you will be able to see it and and it's a way to make stuff seem more real and be more real and present you there and and I, I think something it's it's interesting. The special effects stage show, you know, in in whatever way, shape, or form, whatever the attraction has been, lasted longer than the Walking Dead attraction, mm -hmm. which we talked about. And and while that has that had a lot of amazing technology sure. and stuff that you could walk in and uh you were <clears throat> the way that you experienced it was so different. Yeah. It was happening at you, not with you. Mm -hmm. And these interactive experiences are are so key. And I, I think I think we've given all of our thoughts and enough talk about the special effects stages. I, I as much as I think the special effects stage is a big loss, the biggest loss is the production central store. I'm kidding. Is <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do love that store. I'm not going to lie. And, and, uh, it, <laughs> it is a tiny one, quickly, but it uses a lot for its space. Like walking through and being like, what's in here now? Like just consistently of like, what have they, what have they put in here now? It's just a Jaws merchandise. General, Jaws, Back to the Future, yeah. Walking Dead, whatever. <laughs> but the Animal Actors show has been a linchpin as an attraction for 50 years. Yeah. And we we watched the show recently. We we watched some behind the scenes and ever since ever since this announcement, I've I've just been baffled. I'm devastated. I So not going to lie, we we wanted to record this sooner. Like right after the news happened. But I was so emotional the moment that I found out, I started crying. For me, it's just, it is unfathomable to me that they would make a decision like this to to remove both of these shows, but specifically animal actors too, without any plans to bring it back. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but this show, it it, it involves all of these trainers and these wonderful animals that people get to interact with. I mean... Gosh, you've got Max from Grinchmas, you know, it, it's the same dog, you know, they'll bring out. Well, it, as I imagine with, with kids and animals, well, they have several. multiple. Yes, they have, they have they multiples, have multiples performers. Of but still, it, but, it's, not, it's not a dog in a costume, it's Max. Right. And 
I, I think for for so many people, just seeing what these animals can do, can learn to do, learning about conservation for some of the more exotic animals that is included as a part of the show, that's all incredibly important. And, and you know, their rescues. Yes, yes, They're, they're yes, shelter yes. animals. Like, the, the for all of the domestic animals that they end up uh, bringing in, they're scouring shelters and and saving these animals and putting them to work like honest Americans. But, um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it, the, the show does a lot. Yes, and it does. when the, the version that we watched started with the, the, the show lead talking about how, and, and even if it's just a script, even if it's just a script, it's a, it's a wonderfully written script where she talks about seeing the show mm-hmm. as a kid and going, oh, this is something I can do. Yeah. And then n- name dropping a college in the area yeah. where she got training to be an animal handler for entertainment. And now she is working at the show that she saw when she is a kid. That that gives, just that gives you everything that you need to know and why this is important. Exactly. And I, I fully believe that that is 100% earnest, too. Uh, Universal doesn't typically like to make up stuff like that. When they do stories, like, they they mean it. They they mean it from the heart. And well, I mean, either, I, I think it, it would definitely be just a story if they didn't specifically say, and then I went to Park College and enrolled in this particular yeah. program, which is... They they could be in conjunction with Park College, and that could just be sure. like a circular promotional thing. But either way, that get that literally gives a, gives a child in that audience, or even a young adult, or whatever anyone, any, anybody that's in that crowd, like feeling aimless and always like, oh well, I've kind of always liked animals. You immediately give them a roadmap. Mm-hmm. That is so important in any industry, but but particularly in something that is so iconic, like. You know the old the old adage, showbiz adage, never work with kids or animals. Yeah, this is one of those things that disproves that. It shows the reason why we still want them there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I mean, working at it or going as a guest, I never saw anyone leave unhappy. Anytime, I saw one. well, sure, because my, she, my, my aunt, um, <laughs> she shouldn't have gone. From, I mean, we're at Universal. <laughs> the birds scarred her as a child to where she she just just birds just like i'm gonna go the other way like hearing tweets or like whatever and and it it legitimately it legitimately scares her in a way that i've i've never seen um but we were i remember going and there's a part where they sent they release a bunch of birds like doves whatever and she they fly at the time they flew from behind yeah and then nested somewhere on stage. Now, more recently, they go from the stage to the center. And the, the switch makes perfect it's sense for better that. better because you can see them coming. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, there's the there's the a classic bit where they have a bird fly into the audience, grab a dollar, and fly back. I love and that And then bit. when the old bit was, was like higher, higher, like whatever, the bit yeah. then cued... The massive birds mm-hmm. and my aunt, I just just she just, ah, ah, just like <laughs> curling up in a ball and just like I gotta get out of here, just like whatever, just hide, tell me when they're gone, whatever. It you know, it's pretty funny, but like uh, yeah, it, it's the but hawk coming down ultimately, is incredible. Ultimately, everyone oozes and awes. It's a people pleaser. Yes, this it whole is. show is a people pleaser, and and they're you you know. If you're not a dog person, there's cats. If you're not a cat person, there's dogs. If yeah. you're neither of those, there's birds. There's, there's, there's piggies. There's pigs. There's chickens. There's there's you know a lot of domestics. Every now and again, you'll you'll get um, a uh, or an exotic as as they we've re- yeah. heard them referred to, but it's it's just fun animal antics. Yeah. And with how important this show is, also to production. Because we're a long way from CG animals being anywhere remotely, like, acceptable 
to the human eye because we are so up close and personal with them. It's imp- it, it will be impossible to just go, oh, well, let's just see Jaya dog. Because then also it's like, well, I like dogs. Let's get a dog. Because then you have a dog on set. Like, yeah. there's, there's so much that, that this show does. And um, even though the wording of the closing notice seems so final, I, I legitimately, I, I cannot think that there isn't a plan in play to figure out a way to have some version of animal actors at the park. Still, though, I'm going to say, if any of this news upsets you, Universal Studios Hollywood Online has a Contact Us page, and I strongly recommend that you send in your your thoughts and your feelings about it if this upsets you about the idea of these shows completely going away. I know I did. And she literally we we had a hold <laughs> while we were while we were recording and she and she did it while we were recording this episode. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's definitely doable. Do it while you're listening. Um, but I think the evidence of Universal deleting the announcement post <sighs> That's really interesting. They did so they haven't officially announced what it's going to be. However, However, if you are in and around the and I'm and I'm using this terminology on purpose, if you're in and around the Screamscape, uh, Screamscape.com uh, leaked uh, or posted leaked design docs for a long rumored Fast and the Furious drift. Roller coaster uh, called Fast and, the, Fast and the Furious Hollywood Drift. All right, whatever. So now it's like a monkey's paw situation where it was like, all right, if you want to have Fast and the Furious at the Universal Parks, it's got to be a roller coaster. Yeah. And this, this looks like an interesting idea. It's going to be looping around the hill, which sounds... This sounds fun. This sounds really cool. And, yeah. And the look and the designs of everything. The thing that I won't like about it... Is that there is no theming at what are currently Simpsons themed uh, like food stands. Yeah. So the Phineas Q Butterfat, uh, Luigi's Italian, and Duff Gardens. Like Duff Gardens to me would be a huge loss to just be to just go to random San Francisco brewery yeah. as opposed to specifically Duff Gardens. Nah. But then again, this could just be design docs, and also this is like leaked, so who knows how much of it is actually real. Yeah. But um, we're we're losing two staples of this park. Yeah. Two two boxes and a roller coaster with cars out front, and like I get it, the Fast and the Furious franchise is the is the if not the one of the highest grossing franchises for Universal that is sure. about to end. Which is like, uh, and then, everybody waits so long. And I get it because the studio tour, you know, short bit, uh, it it's not fast or furious. Or and, and then they <laughs> transported that and made it even worse for Orlando. So this is the fix. However, just my two cents. This should have gone over to Orlando first to, I mean, they got rid of Beetlejuice yeah, for but, God's but sake. But here's the thing. Here's, the, here's one of the problems, though, with, with putting this in Florida. Exactly where the, the, the ride is now is then you get sight lines for Potter. And, that, and that's a problem. And if that's something that they're trying to maintain and if that's something that she who shall not be named is worried about the integ- quote integrity of the like. You can see some of the other coasters from Potter, though. I don't think that that's. I don't know if that's ultimately a, a final thing. If it's a concern for for her, or if they don't even want to mess with her. Um, I don't think anyone wants to mess with her at this. Oh, point, I would love but, to mess with her. Um, but so so ultimately. And, and and we talked about uh, capacity. Yeah. You're going for what looks like one, two, three, four, sixteen. If if this if this is to be believed, the the coaster co- the the entire vehicle is sixteen people, and it looks like it's got an interesting design. 
but with a couple with a show scene or two unless that's a like i don't i hope it has some show scenes but it'll just probably be projections like supercharged it'll it'll probably just be those flat those flat projections and something that drives me crazy about these capacity exchanges when you remove one attraction and then build another with all of this being said, not everyone can physically ride a roller coaster. Yeah. And this is just, I, I'm seeing this all over in the theme park industry, and it drives me crazy, especially after dealing with the pandemic and so many people getting COVID, now having long COVID, now every, so uh, such a high percentage of people having uh, an ongoing disability in some shape or form these two shows everybody could go to see it uh, like unless you were paranoid about or you might get a little spooky uh, for for either show yeah which is a- understandable you know everybody has different things that they need to be aware of for themselves but those were still able to bring in more general audiences than this roller coaster is going to so does it really even out or is it just narrowing even further down how many people can actually enjoy their day in the park and have more of a fulfilled experience. If these two shows are going to be removed, they need to be put into new locations in the park. That That is just how I feel. Uh, I think any other decision would be a serious mistake. I understand wanting to capitalize on Fast and Furious. It is a huge IP. But IPs come and go. They eventually will die out for the most part, unless you get something really special. But these two shows are a part of the filmmaking experience. They, They are not going to just become irrelevant as long as you keep including anything new that comes through filmmaking. They will be a part of the process. They will be relevant, and people are still going to enjoy them. So please, Universal, don't just get rid of these two shows. Everyone loves them. Don't be a fool. And and even to that, Back to the Future went down. Back to the Future is, is widely considered, especially by our generation mm-hmm. above and below, even though people have since pointed out some, some weirdness. Um, sure. Is still widely considered a all-timer a pop culture all-timer to be replaced arguably by another pop culture all-timer but simpsons to me is living off of the nostalgia of the the couple of banger after banger seasons Mm -hmm. like are are there still good episodes of the of the simpsons now sure I'm really actively watching this. Like, and, that, and that's the thing, is it's yeah. just stuck around to this cultural touchstone. The only one that I think, even though it took 40, 30 years, is Nintendo. That is, yeah. To me, that's the only thing that has a past and has a future. Like, that's the only thing to me um, in terms of... And, and Universal Monsters, and that took even longer. Yeah. But... That's something, that's a well that they're always going to keep going back to, but they will always have the originals. And the fact that it took that long to get a Universal Monsters land. Anyway, yeah. uh, now we're talking about Epic mm-hmm. Universe, but I want to. Um, <laughs> this, this is really sad. This is really unfortunate. And um, it closes January 8th. Yeah. Which, which means there's a lot of time. Christmas is arguably the best time to go. Because you're going to have people wanting to do the the special Grinch part of the studio tour, waiting in line to see the Grinch, and 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 any of that stuff, and and they, they're I don't they usually do like um, holiday costumes for for the animals. I think I've seen them in in some you know sweaters, hats, stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's not necessarily a holiday version of the show, but at the very least, I, I imagine. The Maxes will be well featured. Yeah. So, uh, I I don't I I do not see these shows going away for the reasons that you said, for the reasons that I said, for any reasons that anybody might have. If if the 
the special effects show goes away entirely. I can understand that, but I don't think it's impossible to figure out a new show because technology is always updating, especially for production. Animal Actors has no reason to go away. And if it's like, oh, well, we're building a roller coaster and we don't want the animals to be scared of the loud noises. Okay, well, then don't build the roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) That's just my thought. Is there anywhere where these shows can go? So, at least specifically for animal actors, no matter where it would be relocated, there needs to be decent access for back of the house for the handlers and for the animals themselves to get in and out of the park, to uh, relax, because these animals, they, they don't necessarily live specifically at Universal, you know. A lot of them will live specifically with their trainers, or they might be someone else's pet. There, There's different situations. Facilities, like, like there's... Yeah. there's- multiple i mean and the casts change daily like that's the thing too is based on availability based on who's shooting based on whatever they don't work every animal every single day if don't quote me on that but it you know so the show you know similarly to people might have their favorite um smoker from or from water world you you know you the show's change on a cast basis um but the the i i had a i had a weird thought of putting it in the middle of the starway of building a new facility that connects to the middle of the starway you would have to bore out the mountain but if they're already doing that work for the roller coaster Hmm. would it behoove them to ha- add additional facilities, add an ex- Could you imagine a middle lot that's on the side of the huh. mountain for, you know, like, this is 100% blue sky yeah, situation. Yeah. But, like, there there's a lot that maybe... I need to look and see what the, what the land is like. But at the edge of... The cone of the edge of Simpsons... On on this one side to the studio tour entrance, if there was a production something that still has access to back of house, Simpsons isn't closed, you're farther from the roller coaster. But like, and you know what? Another thing. I know California isn't necessarily subject to this as much as Florida, but indoor, completely indoor attractions, covered indoor attractions yeah. for rainy days for super sunny days for whatever that that people can sit in and either cool off or warm up one of i think one of the things that we lost with the um the uh, secret life of pets attraction is that hospitality space that the remember the theater that they used to open up on rainy days give you cocoa they would have the grinch on or you know that was during christmas specifically but like you know that was a space that they didn't use a lot so they wanted to uh, you know you up numbers but a, a dark ride with uh four person six person cars can't offset a roller coaster in two shows and if it does something's wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know the you know the minions might be doing a lot but yeah, I'm I'm already like over Despicable Me as an attraction yeah. and super silly fun world. Like those looking at the the Screamscape art again, um and seeing the the food area and like the entrance would be right where Production Central is for the for the new attraction and so it would loop around, but that still leaves Paris and um Moe's. And, um, like, I, I want to get rid of so much. (laughs) I, I, I don't, I, I don't want this. And, and like a new, a new roller coaster. Fine. But who are you, who are you trying to appeal to at this point? 
Especially, like, it doesn't look like there are any inversions. I take that back. It looks like there might be some helixes mm. in this particular art and that those designs may change. But that any inversion keeps this from being a family coaster. And and then it's like, oh, well, if it's a family coaster, can it truly be Fast and the Fear? Like, there seems to be too many exceptions being made in order to make this attraction legit. And that's that I think is a bad move. Yeah. Oh well what about oh well what about oh well what about and do hard decisions have to be made? Sure. Before a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And especially if they're if they're building this off of the side of the mountain. Yeah. There there are other places for this. I'm trying to remember uh what happened to the old uh performance venue what do you mean by performance venue just outside of the park i i remember it was venue. yeah 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 that where um musicians would come and play etc and then they the gibson amphitheater yeah gibson that became potter they oh. they had to they had to remove that because it was it was kind of in city walk kind of on the back lot mm-hmm. like if there's a middle lot that's yeah. kind of where that was yeah, um, I was lucky enough to go to the Gibson Amphitheater a couple times. Um, I I honestly think that that is a loss too. When when yeah. we lost that, um, not I mean Potter's fine and and sure, but like you know the the theme park closes and then you get an extra bit of revenue at night, and and it becomes a bit longer of a stay because people go, oh well, there's a show at night. Let's go to studios during the day, and then we'll just hang out and we'll go to the show. Or it, there's there are a lot of decisions where I'm just like, what else? Then it then it becomes a thing of what else can you do? Yeah. And so, <laughs> speaking of what else can you do, something I would do is, and I know it just opened, get rid of the DreamWorks Theater. Yeah, I I feel like that kind of instantly became a waste of space. If they were updating the video, I I would not feel so much that way. But I don't think that that's going anywhere because they have their partnership with DreamWorks. So it's really reliant upon that. What people and what Universal seems to often forget or pretend isn't true is they own lots of land around the park. They, they can expand if they want to, but instead they're choosing to remove things or to build on top of things. And I'm just like, if you have the space, if you say you own it and are just, you know, parading that around, then why aren't you using the land? And, and especially when it comes to, when it comes to city walk, it seems like more and more, the the licensee they they might be raising the rent companies mm-hmm. might be going out of business because of the pandemic or whatever it seems like more and more of the spaces are being held are being transferred to universal and they're be and you know as, you know you look at uh, hard rock cafe becoming toothsums that's that's universal they don't have to pay a license yeah. whatever the movie theater has to stay mm-hmm. but other than that, you know, some of the stores, I, th- I Dodgers is a big, like, just being in or seeing some of those super long lines around playoffs, even though they have an off season, it that seems to be a good store for them. Mm-hmm. But then, like, there's there's a bit of a rotating door of some of the smaller shops. Hot Topic seems to stay uh, relevant. They closing down the Element Skate Shop. And now that is another Universal store. It seems like before too long, that whole fir- that whole front line is going to be all Universal stores from yeah. what where things from another world used to be, interrupted by whatever the food stand is because that keeps changing too, all the way up to the lockers and the bathrooms. That could probably all be Universal stores themed after whatever stuff. You could probably put a candy counter in there. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot. Um, one thing's for sure: 
Waterworld is never going away. No. So what are we going to do about that? Uh, the... Hey, it it is highly rated. People love it. And uh, as I'm really same goes with special effects and animal actors. The people love it. Why would you get rid of it if everybody is filling those seats and actively want to see it? So I wonder what is on the right side, uh, all the way from from entry to to the DreamWorks Theater. You know, there's the entrance to Waterworld that that breaks it up, and then there's the backstage for Waterworld, and that bleeds over into City Walk. So then, and then there's the the front of house um, uh, uh, guest assistants. And I can speak a little to that, like behind Waterworld, behind the stage. You worked Waterworld too. Yes, I did. And behind Waterworld and in that whole area, just around the the performance area is all uh, back of house walkways and pathways for employees for people maybe going uh, for filming sometimes, depending on where they need to go. Granted, a lot of these things are not impossible to move around. Uh, Ultimately, things feed back about halfway through in City Walk for the employee entrance and exit. That's around... For the uh, building for corporate... And uh, anybody that works for the parks, and and that that's something that that I think anybody going to the parks on a daily basis can see, because that's uh, yeah. that's where um, Antojitos and NBC Sports, Johnny Rockets, exactly. like that, that circular, area. the Starbucks that was formerly uh, yeah. Strauss, um, yeah, the and the building is is pretty. It's in a good place where I don't think they would need to change that for any sort of expansion again there's plenty of room for them to to use and possibly reroute things i i would say directly behind Waterworld might not be the best spot no. but there's still i mean i'm looking at the map right now there are areas that they can use upper I, lot or lower lot or actual back lot honestly it, if it in my perfect imagination of of what this would be i think at least one if not both of the shows should go down to the lower lot because Mm. we've got uh so many thrill rides there that i think the the shows need to anything that for general audiences or if you don't have a height requirement there needs to be a balance right you don't want guests going into an area you don't want a little five-year-old going, oh, I guess I can't do anything in this area well, if then, they're not tall enough That or gets whatever. alleviated by Super Nintendo World. But I, I would, True. to the right of Transformers, is where I... Yes. I, I think... That I, does connect to backstage. If they need to take down another sound stage, they've still got more space to make more sound stages and build new ones. And honestly, they're probably going to... I wonder if Universal has a volume... But so so here's my my thought on that. Mm-hmm. If special effects stages comes back as, or if the special effects show comes back as a walking tour, yeah, why not put it in a place that is actually used? You know, would you put it on a on a soundstage with a working volume? Maybe not exactly. Would you have a like a small small scale? volume so that so that people could see and interact and we're gonna put you in this is the first thing that came to my head we're gonna put you in john wick nope (laughs) um but just like something it's like we're gonna put you in in classic new whatever and and you can play with the audience you can put different stuff you could have a character on the volume interact and you can show like how weird it is like because that's that's the new chroma key yeah you know um and Universal has a library of films that they could use. They probably have a, like stuff that they're working on or have been working on these past couple of years that are in Unreal so that they can just throw them up on the volume. Like that's That would be a solution to me for the special effects show mm-hmm. is you make 
similarly to what like Universal Florida, Hollywood Studios were originally, which was this is a working studio or blah blah blah, but it actually is. Yeah. And because the technology doesn't have to be so huge, you could still have areas of show. You could still have well, nothing's shooting today, so we have a we have a backup for that. Yeah. But if people need this space, and and th- so this is a public a public broadcasting space where <laughs> we're not shooting Star Wars. We're not shooting any anything that's highly like you know maybe not highly anticipated, but nothing that that is like sworn to secrecy. Right. Here's stuff where we're utilizing this technology to make this thing where you don't. It doesn't necessarily matter if people are taking pictures. There there isn't any plot stuff happening, but we're shooting car shots. We're shooting travel, whatever. Yeah. I feel like there is a way to be a modern production facility, or or you have people leave their phones. Yeah. Like, we have lockers, we have bags. You'll be given to them at the end of the tour. Because then, you know, people are like, well, I can't not have my phone. Well, whatever, get over it. But it's a thing where then that becomes the, oh, we saw the coolest thing on the tour. Yeah. Show me a picture. I can't. But I know what movie they were shooting for, or I know oh, I what this- television show, and now I want to see it. I saw this cool thing for this show. Do you have a picture? No. no. Oh, okay. Well, do you know, are they still shooting? I don't know. Like word of mouth, like as much as seeing a picture of something and going, I want to do that. I want to eat that. Whatever. As powerful as that is, can't be a word of mouth. Yeah. And and there there's something where you start to build a buzz, and spe- and that's the thing about the studio tour that always works too is if you if we went on a weekday, be like, oh, I wonder what's shooting today. Yeah. Or or how how short is this going to be because. It's a closed set as opposed to an open set. So, like, I, I feel like if they utilize in a similar way to the studio tour of this is a working VFX area because now it is le- so much less in the computer or on a green screen. How exciting is a green screen? I, I really feel like that can be reincorporated. And, it, and maybe we're a couple of years out because they would have to build a building. Um, but you know, just going on and on and on, like we can talk about this, we can, we can repeatedly say it, but I will hammer home. Neither of these shows should be gone for too long. I would be fine seeing Simpsons torch to the ground for these (laughs) to be relocated over there as well. I'm just going to say it. Disney owns the Simpsons now and Universal has to rent out all of that from them, whether it be for the costumes for the characters or anything else. So eventually Universal is going to want to get rid of Simpsons. Eventually. Eventually. They have like a 10 year contract. I think it ends in like. Yeah, I think it's 28. So so here's the thing. I. I would have replaced the Simpsons ride with the Fast and the Furious ride. And I think we've yeah. talked about this before. Um, if you go back, we talked, we also did an episode a couple years ago about um, Fast and the Furious supercharged, both versions. Um, but to me, a way that you could more properly simulate Fast and the Furious would be through the stadium motion uh, mm-hmm. of of that particular building. And the problem with that for Florida becomes, well, how do you theme Springfield to San Francisco and cars? There's a way, but it would be a much easier paint job here. Yeah. And it would be something that I, I would want so much more than, than another roller coaster. Like is the idea of a drifting coaster fun? Yeah, sure. But I would, you know, and I, I want to look and see if there are any other coasters like this in the world, and I'll go there. I I will admit though, I am I am legitimately excited about the idea of a drifting coaster. Yeah. I I'm like, oh, that sounds like fun. But at what cost? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want. I don't like this trade. <laughs> <laughs> I did not agree to this trade. I think it is a bad trade. 
I think it's a bad trade for all of us. Yeah. And if you think this is a bad trade, make sure you contact Universal. You can. Uh, is there a, an exact email or is it just contact? It is on Universal's uh, Universal Studios Hollywood's website. If you scroll down to the bottom of the page, it says uh, contact us below Espanol and above FAQs. Click on that. And you can select general information or whatever. Of course, they're not putting a title for give us your comments and opinions. <laughs> I, I'm putting it as a general question of is there any, any consideration to bringing these shows into a new place within the park? And but I express your opinion. Tell them if, if this... Again, for anything, and all of these parks do this, they always have a contact us page. If you hear something that you don't like, or if if you want to give good feedback too, please like use it. There, mm. there are so many employees that might make a wonderful day for you and you want to leave good feedback. All of these parks collect all of this stuff, good or bad, and it goes up to higher management. And for an employee... It can be part of what gets them a promotion for for changes in the park. If people are upset enough, they might reverse course if people are loud enough, or, or, at, or least at least they change will course. change their thoughts. Because I can tell you for sure, with any of these creative ideas, there is always a plan B, a plan C. There are always alternative thoughts on how to make something new work mm -hmm. and and this may be going along the line uh, I, I keep reverting but just the thing of like i wonder if this is a thing to combat like performer costs and like how how much is it to utilize these animals on a daily basis either way but it's also like a partnership with these trainers for example right if you have some if you have a production going and you need uh, a family dog in a show and oh these days like they don't need the dog but you want to have that ongoing relationship with the trainer it mm. maintains that relationship so that trainer and that animal doesn't go to some other production company and suddenly become unavailable to you right yeah you know, yeah. it, these, these all, it, it is a domino effect. And I, I think that, like, it's not just for these immediate theme park employees that this is going to affect, but it, it affects so many more people and so many more animals included. So I, I think, again, it's a mistake. Support your shelters. Yes. Uh, so like any way you can. And um, if you're going to be in and around Universal Hollywood by the end of 2022, maybe you can do some in-person uh, like discussion. Hey, is there a survey I can take? Hey, mm -hmm. is there somebody I can talk to about this show going away? Because <laughs> some friends of mine just went for the first time and saw the show for the first time and was like, oh, shame it's going away for Fast and the Furious. They were so mad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, the show has been around forever and even today is creating new fans, mm -hmm. both of these shows. So, And it's unfortunate that it has to go away for Vin Diesel. Yeah. But contact, let your voice be heard. Mm -hmm. um, but until then, I think that's going to do it for us here at Party of Two. So until next time... Uh, make sure to uh, check out our uh, tpublic, tpublic.com slash party of two. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, there was one thing that I didn't have pot on, and I'm pretty sure it was that. Yeah. Um, if you have friends that, that enjoy theme parks, send them your way. Um, I, I think it would be, a, we're, we're still figuring out uh, where the show is going to live in the sense mm. of on social media. Um, we are on Twitter, but who knows for how long. Yeah. <laughs> um, and especially if by the time this episode goes out, nobody is on Twitter, that's fine. Who knows? Um, but uh, so th that also makes it incredibly important to share the show. Yes. Um, if you have any, if, if you are a listener and want us to, to promote the show on any particular 
social media or like go go to where people are please let us know um uh we have a facebook page yes and i'm going to update it more now we've we've mostly been focusing on twitter and we should stop we 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 should focus more on other avenues so i get a tumblr that would uh, maybe I, I would do I would take care of the Tumblr. Maybe we should also make an Instagram specifically for the show. I'm eh, wondering. Maybe. maybe either way, we would love but, to hear your opinion. Let us know. Um, you can email us at yes. partyoftwopod at gmail uh, That's probably the easiest way to co- to contact us right now. And I wanted to make a quick shout out since we have been talking about animals and shelter animals specifically for this episode. The holidays are coming up. And it is a popular time for people to maybe get a puppy or a kitten or, you know, um, a new family household pet and may want to gift to somebody that may not be ready for that kind of responsibility. So I'm going to advise out there just as a little PSA. Please, if you're thinking about doing anything like that, make sure that the person wants a pet make Mm. sure that they are a responsible enough of a person to do that and try 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 to adopt and not shop if you can because so many of these pets end up going into shelters right after the holiday season and that would be a shame so do what you can to do your part and um and take care of these these wonderful animals that just want love and kisses and, t- and g- give your give your own pets hugs and kisses yeah for, for us please because <laughs> we we like animals as well so much um but that'll do it for us here at the party of two podcast we will see you on the next ride